Hey, Lacey. What's up? How are you? Good. Thanks for uh, taking time to do the show. It's good to have a, another uh, local celebrity on the show. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. You're so nice. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we crossed paths originally at uh, CHTV, and we're going to get into your experience as a college swimmer. Uh, but I was thinking, CHTV took a lot of my hours away from school, and with the commitments to swimming, I, you know, there was only so much time that you had to commit to CHTV. I mean, what were the practice demands like with uh, Carmel swimming, thinking back? Yeah, you know, so growing up, I swam my whole life. And, yeah. you know, just like anything, I feel like it takes time, commitment, dedication. So, you know, specifically in high school, we had morning before, or we had practice in the morning before school. We had practice after school until about 6 p.m. So it right. was pretty rigorous. We had practice on the weekends. And then, you know, swimming meets are take up a lot of time, um, depending. It could be a full week. It could be a weekend. So, I mean, the demands were were a lot, um, but it's all about balance and, you know, working yeah. hard. So. Well, and one thing that, that drew me to, to swimming is that it made my CP more tolerable. You know, I was more able to, to move around in the water. Um, did you gravitate toward water and swimming as a kid when you were young? Yeah. So my parents actually uh, built a pool in my backyard when yeah. I was a toddler. So that's kind of what got me into the water to begin with. They wanted water safety, which is super important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ever, you know, every summer I'd have all my friends over to the pool and it just kind of went from there, you know, in Indiana, uh, neighborhood swim teams were huge there, you know, there was one right up the street from me and, um, it was a great way to just kind of hang out with friends and, um, yeah. stay busy. And, you know, those meets were so fun. Just being with your friends, eating the concession stand, getting a, a pixie stick, in between races um but yeah I always <laughs> yeah. kind of gravitated to the pool so um was Carmel you were involved I would think with Carmel Swim Club when did you first start doing that yeah so I started Carmel Swim Club at age seven and again that kind of transitioned from the neighborhood swimming which was just fun um and then I kind of took that leap at age seven when one of the one of the head coaches came to the meet and said, you know, I think you should swim. So I, I signed up, all my older friends were doing, and I just kind of jumped on board and never looked back. So that was what started my kind of journey in the water. Yeah. And there was, there was a book that I read, uh, Malcolm Gladwell outliers. And it talks about, you know, getting your 10,000 hours and just being around dad, you know, I, I kind of got my hours in, uh, with entertainment and radio, but with the discipline of, Carmel Swim Club, you probably had your 10,000 hours by the time before high school, even you were an expert in swimming, I would think. Yeah, you know, that's funny you say that because that was actually a book. And I don't know if we read it. I remember reading it, I think in high school. And I want to say maybe we read it through swimming or we were encouraged to read that book because of swimming. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like anything, practice makes perfect. And like you said, you know, you've you've had your fair share of hours starting from a yeah. very young age with your pop and kind of learning the ropes and yeah. um, looking at you now. So, I, I mean, practice makes perfect. And, you know, even when you are perfect in others' eyes, there's still so much growth that you can make. And it's just kind of fascinating that anything you choose to do, it's a continued journey of just getting better and enjoying it. And yeah becoming you even more so than you were before so well it's amazing to me Lacey I mean I think it's a national record at this point uh, and I looked up the most recent tally 36 straight uh, state championships for the girls swimming program um, what was it like to 
to be a part of that streak and to keep it alive. I mean, that that had to be a lot of pressure, I would think, to try to <laughs> maintain that thing, too. Yeah, I mean, when you hear that number, it is like absolutely astounding, amazing. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people from the outside look at that number and go, wow, like they're just going to win again. But I think a lot of people forget about the hard work that goes into it. So I forget the exact numbers when I was in high school that I was a part of. I think it was 25 was definitely one of them. But you know, a lot of hard work goes into it. And it's it's such an honor to be a part of. Um, obviously, the legacy started 36 years ago, which whatever year that was, I think probably 1986. Uh, yeah, well, 1986. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, like, it's just so amazing to be part of something bigger than yourself. And um, the team camaraderie and, you know, even alumni go back to the meets and cheer on the girls today. I still watch the swim meet every single year and cheer on the girls. Um, so it's, it's just kind of a culture and it's a fun thing to be a part of and such an honor, but a lot of hard work and dedication goes into that. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, and I think there's like, like you said, there's a culture of winning, but I, I wonder, was there ever a point where there was arrogance or even laziness on the team's part of, oh, we're good. We've won, you know, so many straight, we don't have to put in the extra time. You know, I think in anything, I think people get comfortable in some senses. Right. And I, I can't think of a specific instance, but I'm sure that there were days where I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm sure I had feelings and moments of that. But I think at the end of the day, it's you're competing for someone bigger than just yourself. You're on a team. You're like I said, you're a part of that community and that culture that's kind of built this legacy and fantastic thing for so many years. So it's, it's more of not like, Oh my gosh, I'm tired. Right. I don't want to try that kind of stuff, but you're competing for something way bigger than yourself, which is just super cool to be a part of. And I'd say very few people have an experience like that or the opportunity to be able to do that. Um, so yeah. I'm grateful forever grateful for that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, thinking back to my time at CHTV, the fact that you know, some games were on ESPN, like, and the very first game on ESPN was at our school, uh, which, which is hard to believe, but um, I would, you know, all of the athletes that I know, uh, both in my family and ones that I've met seem to be disciplined individuals. They like schedules, they like routine, that sort of thing. But I think swimmers are even more so that way. Uh, would you, would you say that's the case or no? I would say that's definitely the case for me specifically. I feel like being in that environment from such a young age of doing the two a days from age 11, 12 to end of college, 22, you're, it's just kind of ingrained in you. And it's, I'm very much a, a creature of habit and routine as I, I'm sure everyone is in their own way. Um, I, I just feel like it sports and hobbies and you know, TV, entertainment, radio, whatever your art, what, you know, theater, whatever it may be uh -huh. kind of instills in you different disciplines that are ap applicable to your everyday life and kind of show out through that. So I feel like doing activities that you enjoy kind of help build you into the person you are and um, whatever, whatever those skills, traits, habits may be, yours are different from mine. You know, I'm sure we could talk ab about things that you do and things that yeah. I do that are similar, different, but um yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely say that it ingrains certain skills and as aspects into you that makes you who you are um, in the end. Yeah, I mean, the, the the folks that I knew at UND, I mean, I would show up when breakfast opened, right? And the, the swimmers are already up and going. Um, you know, how much like getting up early, that, that had to take a lot of discipline on your end, uh, especially I, I was thinking this time of year, 
that you know in, in cold weather that doesn't motivate me to swim at, at all really yeah no you know in in that i remember in college i would set my alarm for 528 and that was the latest possible time that i could get up and get to the pool on time to get in the water before six so i had it down to an art of what i needed to do to get there but you know after the 15 16 years of swimming jumping into a cold body of water never got easier and to this day i'm like i try to stay away from the pool because i'm yeah. like i don't miss that but yeah never gets easier and in the winter when it's cold and it's dark and it's yeah. dark in the morning and it's dark at night does not never made it any easier just only harder <laughs> well and normally i wouldn't ask this but it's just so many calories getting burned in such a short amount of time what was was there a specific diet you had to follow when you were a swimmer you know i feel like from the early age it was kind of like eat whatever you want and i feel like i kind of always did that i feel like when i got to college that was when athletic nutrition really became like a big thing and a focus and um i ended up swimming at northwestern university up in uh right. Evanston, illinois and we had a program that really focused on nutrition and diet and they had um, specific meals and we'd have lessons about diet and um, but I don't know it's also difficult because everyone is so different and what might work for some one person might not work for me so I feel like it's you kind of got to find use the tools you're given to find what works for you so I yeah. felt like I was always hungry <laughs> yeah so. whatever works um, you know Bobby Knight is often cited still as like this mythical thing for coaching uh, and basketball I was thinking about coaches and swimming what's the uh, makeup of a coach I mean are they typically a disciplinarian I can't imagine there's a lot of swimming coaches that are raw raw because you would want to try to be calm in a body of water you know what I mean yeah, you know, I think there's a wide range of coaches and I, I've had the pleasure of having so many great coaches that have helped make that helped make me into the swimmer I was throughout my swimming career, but also wow. into the person that I am today. And, um, you know, there was a wide range of them. Some were quiet, some were loud, some were yellers and screamers, some were cheer, go Lacey, go, you're doing great. Um, and I respect and I really value each of the input that each of them gave me throughout my life because it's it's kind of, like I said, and I keep, I'll probably go back to this throughout this whole talk is like yeah. those skills and those things you learn during those, you know, fundamental years of your life transfer into real life. So I've learned how to deal with an array of individuals and humans, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's transferable in, in college, in law school, in my job today, um, learning to deal with difficult people, learning to deal with um, very quiet people. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm so grateful that I had so many great coaches and, you know, I owe a lot of it to them and, you know, even coaches without the name or the title coach. Like, I feel like my friends do that. You helped me do that in high school. Okay. Um, you know, I learned so much from you. You, you helped teach me how to be a better person and um, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like, you know, our parents are, whoever it may be, everyone can kind of relate that, um, you learn so much from different people and it helps you in the real world. So I'm so grateful yeah. for everyone that, you know, came through my life and made an impact on my life, including you, Jimmy. So thank you. Hey, no problem. Um, what are some things that can throw a swimmer off? I mean, I don't know if there's a crowd at, at these events, but like, I, I would feel like maybe crowd noise or water temperature <laughs> might, might throw someone off. Yeah. So swimming is, I would say 90% 
mental game right. and a 10% athletic game. Like you, you, you have to be at least somewhat, somewhat water athletic to be able to swim well, but 90% of it is mental. And some of the things that I, I can think back would be like, I loved personally when there was a big crowd and cheering that was few and far between. There were some that were bigger <laughs> than others, but more right. often than not, not a lot of cheerleaders in the crowds, not a lot of loud yelling, but that was what amped me up when, and that was what made me have fun. And that was what made me swim fast ultimately. But, you know, a lot of the mental game of, you know, you work so hard all year, twice a day for like one big meet at the end of the year. And right. so a lot of times I think people look at it as, okay, if you totally flop at the meet, it's like a whole year was wasted on training. And then, so it's, it's right. a lot of pressure going into one big championship meet. And if you don't do as well as you'd hope, it's like, well, wow, I just wasted a season or I just wasted a year training for that. Right. Um, so I think that's inherently a lot of pressure. I think some other swimmers, there was outside pressure from maybe parents or, um, you know, college scholarships, depending, you know, throughout which range of whatever age we are, there was a lot of outside pressure. So um, I'm thankful that my parents were always supportive and, you know, yeah. of me and, you know, I kind of looked at going to college to swim as like a goal and I hope to get there. And if not, then it wasn't meant right. to be. So I think there's a lot of different pressures, but uh, you just have to kind of internalize them. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like I always was had a pretty sound mind of staying in my lane, <laughs> honey, <laughs> staying in my lane um, and swimming my race and doing what I need to do. And that was all that I could, that was all that I could control. I couldn't control anyone else's race. I couldn't control what people said, what people yeah. did, any of that stuff, but I could control me, my mindset and what I did in my lane. So that's what I focused on. Well, and ultimately you did end up at uh, Northwestern. What is the recruiting process like? And I, I'm curious, cause we're in the middle of the country. We, we do come from a good program in Carmel, but is there more opportunities for folks that live in California, Florida, warmer places? I, I would feel like that might have more of a draw somehow. Yeah, you know, so the college recruiting process, I remember at least when I was there, and I know it changes, I feel like right. every year, and it seems that they're getting younger and younger when they start recruiting, but swimming was July 1st going into your senior year was when you could start talking or when college coaches could reach out to you. Um, fortunately, I would say swimming is a very numbers-based thing. Like Lacey Locke's time was this. She ranks right. this you know, she ranks second in the country, whatever it may be. I just made that up. That's not true. <laughs> but like it, you, the time speak for itself. And I feel like I, I really liked that because my time spoke for itself. And that was then how I got recruited. And that was how I was ranked throughout the nation. And that's how I was ranked as a college recruit. Um, in terms of like, I'd say swimming are bigger in the States where you can swim outside. And I definitely was tempted to go to California or go to Florida or go to Arizona where I could swim or, you know, Auburn or, you know, anywhere. I, I looked all over the country because that is enticing to be able to swim outside instead of Chicago yeah. where it's currently snowing and you're inside and it's cold uh, nine months out of the year. But uh -huh. um, you know, at the end of the day, it was just kind of the rankings and who you, which, which school you liked, which coaches you connected with and what you kind of saw for your future, whether swimming was the most important, whether school was the most important, whether you wanted a combo. Um, 
So it's kind of whatever the swimmer wanted and whatever, you know, worked out. So how did you compare head to head in comparison to your teammates? I mean, Carmel, I would imagine kind of puts you ahead, even, even amongst your college teammates. Yeah. So, I mean, Carmel is just like a national powerhouse in terms right. of swimming. obviously the high school swimming record makes it very well known. Um, Carmel swim club is a, you know, a gold medal club in terms of the rankings. They do different rankings of club. It's a gold medal ranking club. So it's a well-known powerhouse, both in the high school swimming realm and in the club swimming realm, which yeah. makes it a huge powerhouse for cranking out college swimmers. Yeah. I remember during my high school time, there were people that moved from all over the country, all over the state um, to come swim at Carmel and kind of get a piece of that Carmel magic. Um, so I, I would say that, you know, Carmel compares very well in terms of, um, you know, getting recognition from college coaches, getting recognition on the national scale in terms of like the meets you go to. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was fantastic. And I think everyone across the country knows that and um, kind of wants a piece of that. Well, and, you know, I'm just thinking, because when you grow up with it, you don't really know any kind of difference, but how common is a high school swim team? Because you need a space for the pool, obviously, and and the money to operate it. And when we went to high school, it was when Obama had just become president and it was the Great Recession, yet we've still had this, you know, access to this great school. It's just looking back, it's it's amazing what we had, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so I think going back to this, like Indiana as a whole, um, I just know is, is, is a swimming powerhouse state. It's one yeah. of the best state swimming, one of the best states to swim in, in terms of pool access, you know, at IUPUI downtown, they have a beautiful natatorium where um, Olympic trials were held, a bunch of national meets were held. So I feel like at least in the Indianapolis area, we're kind of spoiled in terms of pools. Um, now living in Chicago, I mean, Illinois has a lot of good swimmers and a lot of good facilities, but in downtown Chicago, they don't have a big pool or facility like we do in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that is huge. I think swimming is such a foundational skill that I, I personally think everyone should have. Um, water safety is super important, but like you said, at the end of the day, it's about the resources and the resources just aren't everywhere, especially, you know, pools are expensive and yeah. uh, there's just not that many of them. So um, also I've heard great things about Northwestern and the student experience. Uh, what was it like just being a student there uh, when you didn't have commitments from swimming? <laughs> Yeah, I, so I I loved college. Every fall up here in Chicago, I I get excited. It makes me want to go back to school. I don't know how you feel, Jimmy. If you feel the same, you're like, oh, let's go back. Like, let's do it. Not do it over, but like, let's do it again. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Totally. And you know, I I've kind of in high school, I tried to do as much as I could. I like being involved. So like in college, I swimming was obviously my academics was number one, but swimming was, mm -hmm. you know, number one, number two up there being a student athlete, but I, I joined a sorority. Um, I did pretty much everything the school had to offer. I, I feel like it's important to do whatever you want to do to make you happy. And if that means a lot of things and being busy, then great. Uh, that's what excites me. That's what gets me going. That's what brings me joy and fulfillment in my life. So I kind of did everything I could at Northwestern during those four years to kind of 
do whatever I wanted and, and live my college experience while working hard and, you know, working hard in school, but also having fun and just experiencing life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, how, how do you feel? How did you feel your experience was Jimmy? For college? Uh, you know, I'll tell you, I, uh, college was the first time longer than a weekend that I was away from home. So like that was an adjustment for me, um, yeah. you know, being 45 minutes away. And I was thinking, uh, you know, Northwestern is close, but how much of an adjustment was that for you? I know you're close to your parents. <laughs> yes. I love my parents. Yeah. Yes. I love my family. Um, so like you said, it, it is like a, yeah. it's close cause you can drive. It's a three hour drive, but I'm so fortunate that my parents were able to come. They did come to every single swim meet I had. Um, yeah. and I'm so grateful for that. I know they sacrifice a lot and they've, you know, given me such a wonderful life and I, I'm so grateful for them, but I, I, that was part of the reason I wanted to stay kind of close to home. I feel like Chicago is close enough, but far enough, you know, <laughs> the same token, but, yeah. um, it really meant a lot to have their support throughout my whole life. And then, you know, then being able to come to every swim meet was just I'm so, I love them so much. They're such great people. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> They're awesome. Um, you know, I know it's a different context, but uh, do you ever have a hard time relaxing at a pool <laughs> on vacation because you're a swimmer? So I get asked that all the time. People ask if I still swim. And, you know, there was there was a time where I, I jump in the water and do a couple laps and that feels great. Um, no, I do not have a hard time relaxing by the pool on vacation, but I rarely get in and swim laps or, um, do anything like that. I think there'll be a time for that, but after yeah. that few years, I think it was just time to take a little bit of a break and maybe we'll be back later in life. But, uh, no, when I, when I'm by a pool, I, I like to relax by the pool. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, do you hope to teach kids to swim at some point? I could totally see that for you. That's so funny you say that because my brother um, and his wife, they have a baby. And this was the first summer um, that I was able to kind of have him splash around in the pool. Even in high school, I taught swim lessons. I was a neighborhood swim team coach. In college, I taught swim lessons. Um, and then being able to do it for my nephew is just so special. So um, I hope to continue doing that. And, you know, you never know what the future holds. If I am fortunate enough to have a pool someday, I would love to teach my friends kids yeah. to swim, teach my kids, knock out, you know, knock on wood, hopefully to swim. Um, but again, I just think water safety is super important and it's, you know, just a fundamental skill to have if you're able to um, obtain those skills or have that opportunity. So. Yeah. My, my grandmother was a <laughs> swim coach and then, uh, you know, we had a pool that, and Chooch did um, above ground pool liners. He would install those all summer. So, you know, he was like an expert being able to get it right and everything. Yeah. Um, I remember yeah. your pool, Jimmy. Yeah, I, I, I came I, and I saw your pool. I was like, "Oh, nice!" It, it was fun. You know, we, we don't even have the the trees in the backyard. Remember the back the big trees? We got so, rid of those. Yeah, I do not remember that. But you yeah. know, at the end of the day, the pool's a pool, Jimmy. So you you know, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, take it. <laughs> Float on the raft, swim some laughs, walk around, whatever. <laughs> um, after you got done at Northwestern, you decided to uh, go to law school. And uh, what's what's the most difficult thing about that? That seems kind of daunting to anyone from the outside. 
Yeah. So I actually graduated and I ended up working at a marketing agency for a year. I loved that job. It was so much fun, but I thought, oh, is this really it for the rest of my life? And at that point, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Uh And I thought, hmm, maybe I could go be like a a therapist or a counselor or something like that. I considered that and looked into that. Um, But then I thought, I don't really want to be pigeonholed in that. And I thought law school was a kind of great way to get the next set of education, the next set of skills, but then kind of have broad topics that I could go into after that, whether it be practicing law, whether it be going to trials and doing litigation, or whether that being contract review, um, or not practicing law at all, um, you know, right. just a company or something. I thought that it was a great next step for me in terms of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and so that was kind of what drove me to do that. Um, yeah. Just build my skill set and are you hoping to go into a specific kind of law? I feel like, you know, I need somebody in case I get in trouble for something I say on here. You know, that's all I'm saying. Jimmy, no, you won't say anything. Like <laughs> yeah. Or an entertainment lawyer when, you know, I make my millions from the podcast. There you go. Yes, yes. Keep me in mind for that, Jimmy. Yeah. That day will come. You'll get 10% of everything I make. Um, and you also got uh, married recently. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, tell me about that. Tell me about JD. Yeah, JB. So he, we met at Northwestern. He yeah. played football and I swam. So that was just you know, our circles kind of collided. And that's how we met and got married in May in Carmel. And it was the best awesome. day ever. You know, everyone will say that about their wedding, but it truly was. And, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Not much has really changed, but, um, you know, life's great. And um, again, grateful to Northwestern for helping me find JB. And hmm. yeah, it's there been you know. good. It's been fun. So. So looking forward, uh, what's what's next for you? What do you want for the future? You know, the world is our oyster, Jimmy. I am still trying to figure that out. I, you know, I, I'm working at a law firm downtown and am enjoying that. Um, but you never know what the future holds. I'm, I'm still figuring out what I want to do. I'm still trying to figure out where I can make the most meaningful impact in the real world and in my yeah. life at the same time. So I don't, I'm not sure what that is. And, you know, it's just life's a journey like swimming was and wherever it takes me and whatever I find, um, yeah, it's still unwritten and we will figure that out. So that's perfectly um, fine. That's cool with me. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you, uh, a lot of things have changed, but the more things have changed, the more you have stayed the same, uh, Lacey. And it means a lot to, uh, document your story. And I know it's just the beginning. So thanks for being here. Yeah, well, thank you, Jimmy. And the same goes back to you. I mean, you've been a great friend of mine for so many years. And even when you texted me to do this, I was like, <laughs> looking back through my phone at all of our CHTV times. And I just oh, I yeah. laugh at like some of the things that happened in that class and throughout high school, like we just, I just remember having so much fun with you. And you've just been such a kind soul. And uh forever will be I mean, you're the first one to text me on my birthday every year. You're the first one to <laughs> say Lacey keep killing it you're rocking it so I mean you really are a beacon of light Jimmy and um you mean a lot to people so thanks for all that you do and for giving people platforms and that's awesome for being you all right hey folks to hear this again you can check out my website jbkonair.com and you already know to get access to the podcast you can search my initials jbkonair until next time have a great day and a better tomorrow